you're very welcome along to our very first uh, podcast, the Rossi podcast, um, with myself, Dan Dooner, and Seamus Duke. Tonight we'll be discussing Seamus's best Roscommon 15, made up of senior footballers he has seen in action over the last, uh, well, since 1975-76. Seamus, you're very welcome along. Thank you very much indeed, Dan. Hopefully it's the first of many. Well, hopefully. I know I know it was kind of thrust upon us by coronavirus and lockdown and um, I suppose staying within two kilometres of your own house and we'll make the best of what we can and hopefully we'll, uh, and, and of course we said this off air, we'll obviously be covering far more than just Roscommon football or GAA or, or uh, local GAA certainly. We'll cover a wide range of sports in Roscommon um, over the next few weeks hopefully um, and we welcome all feedback as well so this will be shared online um, and on social media. So all feedback, welcome. You've been getting plenty of feedback about this uh, 15 uh, best players you've seen, Seamus. Yes, I have. And uh, what I did was, uh, with the, the uh, cessation in action in the GAA, I decided that I was uh, I might as well pick a team, I know you're always going to get plenty of stick for doing something like this, uh, but I might as well be the best team that I've seen since I started. Uh, I can go back to around 75, 76, uh, and uh, from then on, I'm not including any of the players who were on uh, a 1960s, early 1960s team who got to the final, or a, a great team in the 40s that won All-Irelands. Uh, so I, I'm going from about 75, 76 or so. Perfect. Now we'll jump. We'll jump right in. I suppose. Um, we'll, we'll start off obviously with the uh, goalkeeper. There's been a few controversial figures playing in goals for Roscommon. Was this a controversial choice for yourself? Well, uh, you know, having thought about it and uh, um, written down all the names, Gay Sheeran uh, kept jumping out at me. He had a long and distinguished career between the posts. Uh, actually, John McDermott was in goals for a couple of years in that great uh, late team uh, team in the late seventies. Uh, uh, but once Gay Sheeran got in in nineteen seventy nine, uh, there after they won the league, he was there for many years. After that, he won two uh, kind of titles at the start of the nineties. Uh, he was very very passionate. He absolutely loved the game of Gaelic football and still does to this day. He managed Roscommon for a number of years. Uh, and he uh, had a great kick out and uh, he was a great man to marshal his his defence, etc. To me, he beats Paul Staunton, who was a tremendous goalkeeper from Elfin, uh, to the number one position. And we've had other good goalkeepers like Darren O'Malley, Cullum Lavin and, of course, Shane Corn over the years. Now, moving on, obviously, to the uh, full back line, um, you've gone with a, th- uh, you know, a few or three players from probably previous eras. Uh, tell us about number two. Barry Keegan, the easiest choice on the team. Uh, definitely the best cornerback that I've ever seen uh, on any team. Uh, he won three All-Stars playing for a county that didn't win an All-Ireland. That's some achievement. I don't think it has hardly been done uh, by any other player. Uh, and uh, that's something that uh, our uh, listeners uh, will be scrambling to see if it has happened. Uh, I'm not sure if it has. He had everything. He had strength. He had uh, great vision. He was a good footballer, but he wasn't dirty. Uh, and he was extremely, extremely tough to mark. Uh, and even the great Kerry players who played at that time, some of the greatest players of all time, will tell you that Harry Keegan uh, was such a super player. And uh, he's an, an easy choice at number two. In fairness, with your full back line, you've covered most of the county in terms of geography. Uh, tell us about number three. Yeah, Pat Lindsay from St. Foyles, uh, a brilliant full back. Uh, 
Uh, he may not have been the most skillful player of all times, but he was an absolutely brilliant leader. Uh, he was as tough as nails. He trained harder than anybody else. He loved playing the game. Uh, and uh, he was an inspirational captain when Roscommon won the league in 1979. He was as tough as nails. Uh, others uh, who would merit consideration in that uh, position would be Pat Dory, who was a very, very tough and hardy full-back from the Aero Oak Club. And, of course, Neil Collins of latter years from Castlereagh. Uh, but Neil only played for a few years. Uh, he had the makings of a great full-back. But Pat Lindsay, very happy with his uh, choice. And number four. Enan Gavin was a very young player, 19, when he came into the team in 1991. Uh, he burst uh, onto the team and won an All-Star. Uh, some of his performances that year were absolutely brilliant. But this is a controversial choice. A lot of people have said to me that Jerry Canellan should have been in there from Kilmore. Jerry, uh, of course, won an All-Ireland under-21 medal in 1978. Uh, he was uh, played in the All-Ireland final, senior final in 1980 and won an All-Star. Uh, which was hard enough uh, done that particular year with the great Kerry team. So that's a controversial choice. But Ian and Gavin played on for Roscommon for a number of years and a, a very, very good player for both club and county. Now the halfback line is obviously very eagerly contested as well. Who did the number five shirt go to? Well, Shawnee McDermott recently uh, retired after breaking the record of appearances for Roscommon in competitive matches. I felt he should be in there. A lot of people would say you shouldn't be picking him in there, number five. He should be either two or four, and uh, if not, then leave him out. But uh, I felt that Shawnee had to be in there. Uh, I mean, he played for, he had a, a very long career for Roscommon, won three Connacht medals, uh, and a magnificent servant to Roscommon. Niall Daly, uh, maybe, uh, you know, he's been brilliant for Roscommon in the last four or five years in particular. Jerry Fitzmaurice from the great team of the 70, uh, the late 70s. Uh, and maybe even Clifford MacDonald in the early uh, 90, in the early noughties uh, would be a consideration. But Shawnee, uh, on service and on brilliance over the years, deserves to be there. And at number six... Yeah, Francie Grahan, uh, Francie Grahan started his career and played a lot of football in the half-forward line, but he settled into centre-half back, uh, and that position suited him down to the ground. He was as tough as nails. Francie, well, what a tough player he was. Uh, and uh, he won his uh, All-Star in 2001, uh, and uh, he played on the team for a number of years after that. Uh, incredibly uh, passionate uh, player. Uh, and uh, maybe Tom Donlan, from the early 70s and 80s, he was an outstanding performer and a very classy player. And Parik McNeil, too, uh, he uh, was a very, very uh, classy player, uh, 89, 90, 91. Uh, but really, uh, I'm happy enough uh, to have Francis Graham there, uh, an all-star winner after all. And you've gone for another all-star at number seven. Yeah, he won two All-Stars. Danny Murray was captain of the team in 1980. One of the classiest players I've ever seen. He wasn't the biggest in terms of stature, uh, but he was always very fit. He used to bomb up and down the field with the ball. A great man to take uh, the ball off the midfielders or off his halfback colleagues and, and bomb forward with the ball. Uh, he uh, a very popular player among the rest of them, and uh, he probably should have won even more than two All-Stars. I loved watching Danny Murray playing. He was a great player, uh, and I'm very happy to have him on the team. It's fair to say midfield has been a sector where Roscommon have struggled over the last few years. 
who have you gone with for your uh, midfield pairing? Well, at number eight, I went for John Newton. And for me, it was a straight choice between him and his partner at the time, uh, Seamus Killorn. They played together for a number of years. Uh, and a lot of Roscommon fans would say to me, Killorn did the hard work, Newton did the fancy stuff. But I think that would be unfair on, on John Newton. He was a superb player, great feeder of the ball. He was an inspiration. And uh, you could make a very, very good case for Seamus Killorn. There's no, no doubt about that. Uh, but uh, And for Seamus Hayden, too, who played on that great team alongside Dermot Early. Uh, but for me, John Newton edges out the two of them. Uh, speaking of Dermot Early, I presume his midfield partner was the easy choice. An easy choice. A legend on and off the field. Uh, I was looking up uh, before uh, I made the choice, just uh, to, going back to refresh my memory if that was needed. Uh, and he played so well in, in so many matches for Roscommon. He played for over 20 years. He was a legend. He was the one player on the Roscommon team that had been known, uh, not alone all over the country, but wherever Gaelic Games was played and spoken about Dermot Early. He was a leader of men, but on and off the field, ended up uh, in charge of the defence forces uh, and uh, a lovely, lovely man. And uh, I loved meeting Dermot Early and uh, he was a, a great guy and an easy choice. Now we're into the creative zone, I suppose, into the uh, half forwards. Who's in at number 10? Yeah, Mickey Frayne, I have him in at number 10. That's a controversial one now, uh, and I got a lot of, uh, of uh, reaction to that. The Casserie man won an all-star in the full forward position, but he played in almost every attacking position for club and county. He was a very, very classy player. Uh, he was a mighty man to get a vital goal, but uh, John Jigger O'Connor, uh, a lot of people reckon that he was... Uh, should have been on the team. He was a brilliant, brilliant player uh, in the, at the end of the 70s, early 80s. A fantastic player, John O'Connor, and a personal friend of mine, by the way. So uh, friendships uh, out the window for that one. Uh, and <laughs> Mickey, Mickey Frayn, uh, I have Mickey Frayn in a 10. I think he should be there. And in at number 11. Well, Fergal O'Donnell, another hugely influential player and one always that led by example. Uh, I had uh, had him, saw him at close quarters for the club here uh, and county. An outstanding leader. His qualities extended to, of course, masterminding the unforgettable All-Ireland Minor Triumph in 2006. But he led Roscommon uh, by example as captain in 2001 uh, and he was uh, an inspirational player. One of the great Roscommon GEA figures of the modern era, definitely, no doubt about it. Uh, a tough, tough choice at number 12. There were a few nominees for this position. Definitely. Uh, I went to Nigel Deneen at the end because of the amount of scores he got for Roscommon in big matches. Uh, which was a lot, but there was a lot of contenders, the likes of Eamon Jr. McManus, Eamon Sr. McManus, uh, Francie Graham's brother, Tommy Graham, Vinnie Glennon, uh, the likes of Cahill Craig from the current team. Uh, you know, there was lots of choice here, uh, and uh, I left the number 12 position blank for a long time uh, before I wrote in the in name of Nigel Deneen, but uh, that's who I opted for at the end. And it doesn't get e any easier, I suppose, at number 13 either. I mean, just thinking of the players who've played in that position. Um, most recently, I suppose, Cahill Craig would be the standout there. But who have you gone for? Well, I went for Frankie Dolan. Uh, he, his inter-county career probably wasn't as long as it should have been because he was a fantastic player. But, I mean, yeah. he turned in some brilliant uh, uh, 
displays for Roscommon. He was a prolific scorer, I remember, I think it was 2003 or 2004. He scored 14 points in 13 points in one championship match and 14 points the following weekend in another championship match. I mean, it, it, when Frankie Dolan was switched on, he was just a brilliant, brilliant player. Uh, and his contribution to St. Bridget's All-Ireland Club win will go down in folklore, down in the Kiltoum area. Uh, he kicked the winning point. They wouldn't have won it without him, um, and uh, I think he deserves to be there. You'll be delighted to hear that now when he's delivering more bills to my house tomorrow morning. Um, <laughs> in at number 14... Paul Early, I, I put him in there. A number of contenders here, including the aforementioned Mickey Frayne, who was full forward. Uh, Kieran Murta of recent times has been an absolutely fantastic player for Roscommon and a player that I really think has been underrated. But Early was a magnificent player when he was on his game. He was a great target man. Uh, he was a guy who thought deeply about the game. He always lived in the shadow of Dermot Early, but uh, really, Paul, a tremendous footballer and uh, I, uh, you know, just he edges out the rest of them just in terms of of his achievements and and his ability, uh, which was uh, undoubted. Are we saving the uh, best attacker for last at number fifteen? Well, I think so, but I'm biased in that regard. I I'll, uh, I want up to be a personal friend of Tony McManus's for many years, but I mean the greatest Roscommon forward that I've seen in my time and talking to other people, I don't think I'm biased. His career spanned two different successful Roscommon teams. He was on that team uh, 77 to 80. He won four Connacht medals at the time. He won an All-Ireland under-21 medal. He won three Sigerson Cup medals uh, with UCD and they had a brilliant team at the time. He hated to lose because I, I, I know that because uh, I was with him so many times uh, when Roscommon were beaten. He stuck with the team from 1981 to 1990 when a lot of the other players uh, drifted away from the team and uh, went away and he was rewarded uh, with two more Connacht medals in 1991. He won 14 uh, county senior medals with Gael. I mean, he's just a legend in Roscommon, a brilliant footballer, very strong and a mighty man to get a goal or a point. And uh, it has been. It was a pleasure to watch him play, and he was brilliant—a brilliant Roscommon footballer. And we're moving on, I suppose, to the, the subs bench. Forget about Dublin. This must be the strongest uh, subs bench ever assembled in Gaelic football. Do you want to talk us through it? Yeah, I'll just run down through them. I've Paul Staunton in at sixteen, get in ahead of of uh, Darren O'Malley, maybe Colum Lavin, Shane Curran, Tigger O'Connor, who a lot of people say should be on the team. Niall Daly has to be in there somewhere. Seamus Hayden partnered um, Dermot Early in the middle of the field and was a trusted partner for him, did a lot of work there. Tommy Grehan, Francie's brother, a very classy player uh, and a great man to get a score. Jerry Connellan, an all-star, is in the in the subs. Uh, Pat Dury, who we talked about before from Aero Oak. The two, Eamon McManus, a senior and junior from Clannagale. Seamus Killorn. Kieran Morta, and I have Enda Smith included as well, because he's getting there uh, as a young player. I know he has a lot more to give, uh, but uh, as a young player, he has a couple of kind of medals now uh, in his back pocket, and uh, he is shaping up to be another great of Roscommon football. And, and of course, Kieran Morta and Enda Smith bring down the average age of the team as well, which is, yeah. is always welcome. Um, yeah, yeah, people would say, oh, you're biased towards the the older guys, but um, I mean, I, I thought a lot about it, and uh, if 
when I, I actually at some stage in the future uh, will pick the best team that I've ever seen and I have a number of the current players uh, a few of them are dubs and one or two are Kerry um, if you ask me to pick the greatest team I've ever seen from every county uh, I have a number of the current players on that team Is it harder to kind of judge players nowadays in terms of the modern modern player um, like in, term, in terms of the, the likes of Enda Smith, Niall Daly when you've seen such riches I suppose in the 70s and 80s with Ross Common Yeah, uh, I, 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 I think that's a very valid point uh, you're kind of judging them a bit harshly but mm. uh, I, you know the standard was high to win four kind of titles in a row was a tremendous achievement they should have won three in a row in fact you know it's it's fair to say that uh, the, the, the Roscommon team of recent years could have won four in a row they were uh, in the final every year uh, and they were touched off by Galway a couple of times and uh, I mean we'd be talking we'd have a much different team I suppose if that happened but um, you know, I, I, I still find myself including the likes of Brian Fenton, Colm Cooper, uh, Stephen Cluxton yeah. in the greatest players that I've ever seen. So I don't think I'm being unfair. Maybe I am, but uh, they, 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 I don't think I'm being unfair. Well, well, maybe uh, we'll revisit this in a few more years sure. and it'll change. Yeah. And, and we, we'll see uh, one or two players on that subs bench maybe making their way into the 15. Um, but sure, no, look, I mean, it's, it's a hard thing to do. I, I'm sure people listening to this will have their own opinions and um, and their, their own team, best team that they've seen. It's, it's very subjective. Um, and of course, we'd welcome any feedback or any any argument or, or, or any cr- constructive criticism, we'll call it. Um, just before we go, Seamus, I suppose we have to touch on why we're doing this and, and the current situation. Um, and what it means for GA, what it means for Roscommon in terms of fundraising, in terms of championship, in terms of everything uh, this year, and that is obviously the outbreak of COVID nineteen and and the knock on effect that it'll have for fixtures, and of course the club Rossi draw, which has been postponed as well, I believe. Uh, what do you think, or, or how do you see this going? And I know you're not a medical doctor, you're not Tony Holohan or anything like that, but um, you know what 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 could this mean for 2020 and the GA season? Well, uh, as you say, we don't know, and uh, it's all about when things return to normal, uh, whatever normal is. But I mean, uh, I uh, would be doubtful if we're going to see an intercounty championship this year. However, um, I'd say the GA would be very anxious to run some sort of an intercounty championship because uh, I was just looking at the papers this morning. Uh, they took in thirty-six point nine million in gate receipts last year. If that was to be wiped out uh, in 2020, well, the GEA, no more than every other sporting organisation and business in the world, are going to be in serious trouble uh, on the 1st of January to 2021. So, uh, I mean, there is a financial uh, implication to it. Uh, I can see the club championships going ahead. Uh, I think that we should be out of the wood by the time it comes to August. So uh, I have no problem there. I'll be looking forward to <laughs> definitely to be able to get out and cover those championship matches. I'll never, ever uh, give out about being busy again, by the way. Um, uh, <laughs> but I mean, on a more serious note... 
Yeah. Never um, give out about standing on a, on, a, on a wet sideline again, anyway. Yeah, no, I won't be giving out about that. Uh, and uh, the only thing about it is, as you know, Roscommon have a major fundraiser going on at the moment yeah. with the house in London. It was going very well. Uh, I have no doubt that it'll be a success. It's been run by very professional people. Uh, the Club Rossi uh, people who run those draws are, are extremely professional people. However, the whole landscape has changed now. Uh, people mightn't just have as many 100 euros uh, to give for tickets uh, as they did. I know that they had nearly 9,000 tickets sold for the draw before the coronavirus struck, which means that they've covered their costs. But uh, I think they're going to have to set their sights a lot lower uh, in terms of of the profit for it and that of course is going to have implications for the future uh, of funding for the likes of the centre of excellence uh, and uh, the refurbishments at dr hyde park well we can only hope i suppose that we are out of the woods by june july or, or certainly by july or august um and you know i take your point about the club Rossi. at least i suppose it's it's you know, they got that kind of run at it before Christmas and over Christmas and up to now. And hopefully, you know, it won't impact it too much. But sure, you know, it's going to impact everything, I suppose. So we have to accept that. Um, and, and, you know, neither of us know and, and nobody really knows when sport will return, if it will return this year. And um, we can only hope as well that the championship gets played or, or certainly some football or some sport get played this year. Because I think the, the mental health side of it as well is, is important as well. I think you'll agree. Um, but for now, I suppose we're running out of time tonight. Um, we will be back regularly, I hope. Um, if that's all right with you, Seamus. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Um, we're definitely, uh, we'll be getting some very interesting guests on uh, and we hope to do this on a regular basis and uh, uh, we want feedback as well and we want people uh, to uh, give us their views and uh, we'll be telling people where they can hear this uh, and uh, how they can uh, react to it uh, as time goes on. Perfect. Listen, for now, stay safe and of course we'll be back with you in the next few days. Um, we are currently working on, on new projects and, and, and as Seamus says, interviewing uh, people from across the spectrum of Roscommon sport. So there's that to look forward to in the coming days and weeks. Um, and hopefully you'll join us. And, and of course, feedback always welcome. Um, this will be up live in the coming days um, and online and, and available through social media. Um, but for now, thank you and uh, good night.